Lights, camera, action. The Toho gang are on the set of a horror film and they've only got one shot to get it right. But are are those real zombies? Things don't turn out as expected in episode 59, One Cut of the Dead. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Toho Yaro, your Japanese film club podcast. I'm your host for this episode, V, and joining me, as always, are Alex. Hey. And Joey. Hello. And this episode, we're talking about the uh, cult horror uh, new classic, One Cut of the Dead. Mm Mm-hmm. So this came out in 2017, uh, titled uh, in Japanese, Kamera Otomaru Na, or Don't Stop the Camera, <laughs> uh, a constant refrain. Uh, I had not seen this before. I had It had been recommended to me by a bunch of friends who very specifically said, don't read anything about this, just go in and watch it. And uh, to anybody listening right now, I'm going to advise the same thing. Uh, do yourself a favor and watch this movie. Uh, it's available on Shutter and uh, the streaming service, and I think rental on a couple other services. Uh, watch this movie before you listen to this episode. Uh, I think it's it's worthwhile. Yeah, I feel like we don't always give that warning. I think most the one that sticks out the most is when we did a Fish Story, and we kind of said the same thing. But I definitely feel like this one is good to go in as blank as possible uh, for your first viewing. Um, so Joey, have, have you seen this before? I had, um, and I was looking back and I'd seen it almost uh, a year ago. It was uh, in late September uh, uh, last year that I saw this in uh, our local art theater and uh, had a great time and uh, kind of knew that it would be definitely a worthwhile uh, repeat viewing. So I'm glad that I got a, ch- a chance to see it again for the show. Alex, have you seen it before? No, I hadn't. Um, I acquired it, uh, quite a while ago. Um, and the goal of course was to watch it, but I just never ended up doing it. Um, mm-hmm. and this is my first time uh, watching it. Um, uh, my buddy Greg, uh, on the one piece podcast, uh, I told him we were watching this and he told me, uh, Oh yeah, Bethany's going to want to watch this too. So uh, we we watched it last night as of this recording, and uh, well, had a really great time. Awesome, excellent. Uh, so this uh, this was produced at a uh, as part of the Inbu Seminar Film Production Workshop. So it's uh, mostly unknowns hmm. um, for the the director and the cast. Uh, the director is Shinichiro Ueda. Uh, and the cast is, uh, are most of their characters are uh, use their their real life first names. Mm-hmm. So the uh, the director in the film Takayuki Hamatsu is uh, or plays uh, Takayuki Higarashi. The eponymous Mao plays uh, his daughter Mao Higarashi who uh, works as a production assistant. Yeah, which was confusing to me because there's a uh, Sentai actress and voice actress that goes by MAO, 
Uh, so I was like, what? And then, <laughs> but it was not her. Uh, Gokai Yellow for anybody, but yeah. Oh. yeah. Hmm. Um, the wife of the family who uh, plays a uh, former actress, Harumi Shuhuma as Harumi Higurashi. And running out the rest of the cast is Yuzuki Akiyama as Aika Matsumoto. Uh, Kazaki Nagaya as Kazaki Kamiya, who are the leads. Mm-hmm. And uh, Manabu Hosoi as Manabu Hosoda, who is the uh, the older uh, older man. Oh, that's the actor? <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, okay. Uh, so... Production on this was is very interesting because, as I said, it's the film itself sprung out of uh, a a film production workshop. Uh, it was acting and directing and and some things. So, uh, Ueda originally had the idea for the script after watching a play that has a uh, apparently has a similar kind of plot. Uh, went around uh, looking at the, the acting workshops to try to pick out and get some volunteer actors. And the whole thing was filmed over eight days for a cost uh, reported cost of about 25,000 us dollars. <laughs> I saw that, that it was based on a play. I, I'd be interested to uh, know what that was like. Um, I, I could definitely see this as being a sort of like self-contained one act type thing or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but maybe less intricate. <laughs> yeah, I think the play was uh, titled Ghost in the Box, but I could not find mm. any further information on it. Yeah, that's what it's um, in the credits. But And yeah, like I said, it took uh, eight days to film, about four months for Ueda to, to edit the film altogether. And the, uh, the main uh, un- unbroken single shot... Uh, that makes up the zombie movie took six attempts before they finally got it. Oh, that's wow. crazy. So it actually was one single shot. Um, yep. That's absolutely insane. I thought that like, you know, like, Oh, well right here where they wipe the camera, that's a good place to cut it. Um, <laughs> Cause I know the, uh, the Hitchcock film rope is done seemingly all in one take, but I believe it is actually just three takes, which is still uh, insane. Um, and I know that the one of this recent film, uh, 1917, was touted as, you know, oh, it's yeah. supposed to be like one take, but it, you know, it, uh, using clever filming techniques, uh, you're able to cut it at certain places. Um, but it creates the illusion, of course, that it's one cut. <laughs> the, the fact that this is actually uh, one take is absolutely, uh, absolutely insane. <laughs> uh, I, I do want to talk briefly about the credit sequence, which I thought was absolutely hysterical and meta. Um, the filming crew was filming the filming crew, mm-hmm. um, but but that but that's of course being filmed by another crew, um, and I I just kept thinking about how planning this movie would drive me insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That this this hook with it being with at least that first half hour being one single cut like is basically I guess I should have said that uh, going in that was like basically all I knew about it. Um, when I saw it the first time was I was like, I've been seeing people kind of comparing it to Shaun of the dead and saying it's like a zombie comedy. And I've been seeing a lot of stuff about how it's mostly one cut or something like that. Uh, and that's basically all I knew about it. Um, I, I thought it was going to be a much more straight ahead zombie movie. 
<laughs> yeah, all I knew going in was the premise that it was some people are filming a zombie movie and then real zombies show up. Yeah, that's right. literally all I knew about it and the title. <laughs> yes, me too. And that, I, and even then I was like, oh crap, I hope I didn't get the movie spoiled for me. Um, <laughs> I, I have to say that I did watch um, the, uh, so the Japan Cuts Festival, uh, the film festival was uh, a couple months ago. And uh, I did watch uh, Ueda's, uh, one of his more recent films, Special Actors. Mm-hmm. And there is some, uh, I mean, you both have seen it, but uh, for our listeners, it's, uh, there's some interesting trickery going on. Like, you know, some, uh, some, some of the old switcheroo happening in that movie as well. So yeah. I, I, I wondered like, oh, I wonder if this movie is going to be kind of similar. Um, <laughs> and it kind of is, but like in a really different way. Yeah. So, uh, uh, one last production note: the uh, the music was done by a friend of Ueda's named uh, Nobuhiro Suzuki, uh, who composed uh, the music, and I think some of those got released as singles. But uh, I cannot do not have down the names of the tracks in the film. Uh, the music I thought was really funny, um, just because it reminded me of uh, like stock music that you would get yeah. from. <laughs> Like, yeah, some, that's what I assumed it was at first until I did a little digging <laughs> royalty free music. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll plug this, of course, uh, during the plugs. But um, we just premiered a uh, something that we've been working on during quarantine, some uh, an improv project. And we're definitely using royalty free music. And that track reminded me of the music in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, finally jumping ahead to the synopsis. uh it starts out and it's exactly what it says on the tin. It is uh, a bunch of people filming a low budget zombie movie in an abandoned water treatment plant. Um, but then, uh, then actual zombies begin showing up and the manic director keeps directing them to keep filming <laughs> and it just follows them with, uh, with a live camera as it goes through everything. And it seems like a really competent, like kind of slightly above student film quality zombie movie. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it, it, it goes some places, uh, with the limited number of characters that it has. And then around 30 minutes, you're like, this is starting to get kind of wrapped up and it's only a third of the way through the movie. Uh, and then at about 37 minutes, the zombie movie ends. <laughs> yeah, the first of many credits uh, roll. <laughs> yeah, we get we get a title cut, one cut of the dead, and then credits roll on the cast of the zombie movie. Um, and then uh, we get a jump to one month prior to that, and I'm like, oh, so this is what's going on, uh, and we we kind of change change gears to a. Uh, a, a kind of behind the scenes making a movie about making a movie. Uh, so our, our director that we recognize from from the zombie movie, uh, Takeyuki, is talking to a producer friend of his who's introducing him to uh, some kind of execu- executive. He introduces himself by saying he's fast, cheap, and average. <laughs> um, and they're very Mostly. impressed by this. They love it. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, which, like, it, um, going back to House, like, a lot of people get into films directing, like, commercials and things. Yeah. And and so, like, being doing that kind of, like, workman-like job before you break into films is nothing, like, 
nothing unusual or shameful. And he's kind of proud of, of his work ethic. Uh, although maybe not his craft. Um, but they, they hire him to do a single shot live stream zombie movie for the premiere of their new zombie channel. <laughs> um, yeah. If you she thinks think, they're uh, joking at first. Yeah. If shutter wasn't specific enough, you know, it's like <laughs> only zombies. Yeah. Um, but, but I like the idea of like a whole movie in one take live is, is he's just like this. You can't do that. Um, but uh, they, they assure him that that's what they want him to do. So he decides to take the job. Um, we're introduced to the uh, rest of the cast. We get a little bit of his family. His daughter works as a production assistant who is maybe taking things a little too seriously for <laughs> working on the set of like a commercial or whatever she's doing uh, and gets uh, kicked off the set and has kind of a rocky relationship with her, with her daughter, with her uh, dad. Mm-hmm. Um, the mom is a retired actress who sits at home all day, uh, trying to figure out new hobbies. Her latest one is watching these self-defense videos. (laughs) Pom. Pom. (laughs) And, uh, then we, we run through the rest of the cast, uh, rehearsals go pretty poorly. Um, but they, they get to the day of live production. The actors who are supposed to play the director and makeup artist don't show up. And uh, Mao, the daughter, suggests, uh, or the uh, Takeyuki takes over as the director in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and because his wife Harumi uh, constantly reads his scripts behind his back, uh, Mao suggests that Harumi, uh, as a former actress, steps in as the makeup artist. And then we get to see them actually filming the uh, the first 37 minutes that we saw at the beginning of the film, uh, only from from an outside perspective to see what really happened and how that production occurred. And everything goes wrong, uh, goes completely <laughs> off the rails, uh, all kinds of uh, mishaps. Uh, the crane for the final shot gets broken and uh, they, there's constantly this like dread that they're going to have to just like cut to a like oops uh technical difficulties screen because the the stream is going to go off the rails and then uh instead of changing the ending mao the daughter sees a picture inside her dad's copy of the script of her on her dad's shoulders as a younger kid and comes up with the idea to have the final crane shot be done by a human pyramid. <laughs> and everybody comes together at the end to get that perfect final shot. Uh, they all eventually, after nailing the shot, collapse, exhausted and happy. And the production people like the film and everything is a happy success. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a ride. <laughs> uh, so, Alex, what did you think? Oh, man, I loved it. Uh <laughs> when it ended the first time I was like, Oh, there's gotta be more. Cause there's, there's still a whole 45 minutes left of the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was really great. Uh, I, um, I thought that like in between the, um, uh, actual movie itself and then the making of the movie, like the actual filming of it, it the movie sort of like the, the overall movie hits a little bit of a lull. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, but it's necessary for all the setup. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say that like, oh yeah, I had me all the way through. Cause yeah, I was definitely like, kind of like, okay, like during, during that part, but everything paid off like in the last, uh, I guess the last half hour, 20 minutes. Um, I thought everybody who was in it was really great. Uh, and, and seeing the, uh, like the other side of things, uh, like the prima donna actor or the, uh, (laughs) or the idol who wants to do more work, but her agency won't let her like, or so so she says, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I, and the, uh, the DP's assistant, who wants to make things more cheesy and eventually gets to like, I love, Oh man, like, she was great. Yeah. Everything, yeah. everything from that, like what I call the lull really helps everything come together though. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely necessary exposition. Um, yeah. The, the script is, is very tight, even though there's, no, there's nothing really funny or exciting going on in those parts. Yeah. yeah. It all fits together like a puzzle. And I, and I really love like, you wouldn't be able to, put that in front of the actual zombie movie and make it engaging. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you start off right with the, with the, uh, the zombie movie. Um, yeah, I, I, I really loved it. I, um, I can really see a way to going places, uh, in the next couple of years. I mean, obviously this movie has been out for quite a little bit and everybody who has seen it has given it pretty high rating, um, I know a lot of folks uh, on Twitter who put this as like their favorite movie that came out that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it had it, it sort of generated a little bit of a cult buzz. Uh, I think it made back like three times or I mean three times a thousand times literally its budget. Whoa. That's awesome. <laughs> That's really great. Yeah. Because, yeah, I was film, it was, like I said, it was only $25,000 that went into the movie. And Japanese box office uh, was apparently uh, about $31 million. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Or that, no, that's worldwide, but still yeah, ridiculous amount of money. I, I like out of the two movies that I've seen of Wade's, I really like um, how you can't really see what's coming, even though you're sort of expecting a little bit of a twist. You're like, oh, I'm sure like, it's it's one thing to say to somebody, by the way, there's a twist in this movie. And sometimes that's enough to spoil it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even though I kind of had an inkling that there was a twist coming or, you know, people when people tell you don't <laughs> read anything about the movie, that means there's usually some, some something unexpected is going to happen. Um, but uh, in this case, I, I really think that. Yeah, I, I can't really stress enough how how much not knowing anything about the movie really um, elevated it for me. Yeah, I feel like the trick that he pulls with both of the movies is having multiple, like, entire film changing twists. Yeah. You know? So, like, yeah, you kind of go into this being like, oh, but they get attacked by real zombies. And you're like, okay, I guess that's the twist. Um, you know, and then... Then you see, oh, they're going to show us the behind the scenes. Um, I guess that's another meta thing. And and even that, that fact that that middle part is kind of a lull starts to make it made me kind of be like, yeah, I guess I don't know. That first half hour was really strong, but I don't know that this needs to be its a whole movie, you know. And yes. then once that like last third kicks in and you see like 
sort of the explanation for why everything that you'd seen <laughs> in that first mm-hmm. third was mm-hmm. happening the way it was with, you know, uh, it really like pays off, uh, in a really, uh, satisfying way. Um, I yeah. mean, that's my biggest kind of impression. My first impression, I definitely remember being like when I was in that first third being like, this is really charming and really scrappy and cool. But like this part's a little weird. This dialogue <laughs> seems kind of like stilted. Uh, why, what, why is that guy just sitting there not doing anything? And then mm-hmm. like and then all of those questions are answered and it's so like <laughs> incredible. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's this uh, when we were watching it. uh there's a section where uh, the camera focuses on Chinatsu like crying and screaming for like a good solid two minutes. Oh yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Bethany's like, okay, come on. Like <laughs> why? Yeah. Like, and then when, when you find out why that is or, or yeah, like it, it, it's extreme payoff. Like any sort of misgiving that you have about how the opening of the movie is put together is answered in usually the most hilarious way. The only thing that I couldn't figure out is what happened to the DP. Did he have like a seizure or cause he just, he fell and he was just sort of frozen. Uh, when, when the actress was tussling with the nerdy zombie guy, they backed into him and I think the camera like gave him a black eye and a concussion. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, one thing I do want to mention before, uh, before, uh, yielding my time, so to speak. Um, I did think I was sort of waiting for a third twist to sort of happen. Mm. Uh, like while they were filming it, somebody actually gets murdered, <laughs> which nearly <laughs> happens. So, I mean, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I thought it was great. Uh, we both, uh, me and Bethany both loved it. And, um, uh, yeah, that, I, I'm, I'm finished. <laughs> Joey, what did you think on rewatch? Um, yeah, yeah. On rewatch, I, I liked it even better than I liked it the first time. Like I, I walked away like loving it. And I think kind of having that same feeling like that was great. It's too bad that like the middle part is a little slow, but like it comes together so well. And I think uh, on a second watch, that kind of like middle part, knowing where how it's going to lead uh, or pay off, like helped me kind of pay attention to it a little bit more and was like, Oh yeah, here's this guy and blah, blah, blah. And I just found it very actually super engaging the whole time. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, and I just, yeah, I think my biggest kind of impression besides just being impressed by how much everything pays off is, uh, what Alex had mentioned earlier about like how much planning must have gone into this. Cause you have to kind of, write the movie that they're making and then write everything that goes wrong and then kind of think about how that will look uh, without that explanation and how it will pay off with that explanation. And there's like planning where they go up and around that complex and everything. It's just like, uh, yeah, it just, it was very, very uh, impressive kind of uh, galaxy brain (laughs) type stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, like, I don't know. I love any, movie about making movies. I think I said that in last episode we recorded as well, but just like the, what, like all the special effects and all the people with the props and things just dodging out a shot of camera is just like that stuff seems hard to do just to begin with, mm-hmm. but like actually 
integrating it with all this other stuff and and doing it for another camera that is watching you just <laughs> is like crazy layers on layers. Yeah, regardless of like how cool it was to see them like compensating for things going wrong, it was also cool to just sort of see like, okay, so they would be crouching down under the camera and throw up the arm at this point or they the 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 whole thing with the hose where they just kind of blow blood mm-hmm. onto somebody was so funny yeah, I to love me that. <laughs> the, like barbecue basing br- brush yeah. with blood that they just <laughs> splatter with yeah yeah it was great um yeah I, I i had a great time like i said the the first uh 30 some odd minutes of the zombie movie i'd really appreciate it on its own there are all kinds of parts where you're like what it, this is a weird choice. Why is why is she just standing there for so long? <laughs> why are we focused on this crying? Why is this zombie just standing there in the shed and walking away? <laughs> Where did this identical second axe come from? <laughs> but like all those in the back of my head were just like, well, it's a, a real like low budget kind of like I said, almost student film. Mm-hmm level zombie movies so like those are the production errors you kind of live with with a lot of b movies um and then yeah seeing all of those pay off uh at the end of the movie in the production and the fact that like the for the kind of movie this is this is for them to like finish it off with some actual like family pathos was just very sweet and cute to me yeah in a way that like i had i had like loved and laughed at a bunch of stuff in this movie on both sides of the zombie film. And then that ending where the, the dad and daughter smile at each other was just like very endearing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like the photo. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, which parts did uh, y'all want to highlight and talk about that you really loved? Uh, Joey, you can go first. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, one, one of the characters who I think is so funny that um, I really do kind of zero in on is the guy who has the like stomach problems with the water. Um, and so he's like, cur- like struggling because he has to go to the bathroom and stuff, because I definitely remember the first time watching it being like that guy is just sitting there, not reacting to anything that's going on. And then and then the, he's like saying, you know, I got to I got to go, which is like seems like a zombie trope, like the guy who's like, I just got to get out of here. But yeah. like yeah. the way that the director is so desperately trying to get him to like stop, it like felt weird, too. And and then to find out the solution to that is just like basically like a dumb like bathroom joke. But like <laughs> uh, like really works for me because uh, he it had that sort of deadpan uh, humor to it as well because that guy doesn't uh, stand out as much as some of the sillier characters um, mm-hmm. but he he you know and yeah but I I don't know that that part definitely uh, <laughs> makes me laugh a lot <laughs> yeah I laughed on on the rewatch when he like is because uh, I, I went back and watched the zombie movie one more time and uh when he runs out the door and they're just watching as he's screaming, get off me. No, no. Uh, knowing those are his actual screams. Cause he's trying to run off to use the bathroom is very good. Uh, Alex, any parts you want to highlight? Oh man. It's really hard to think of just one. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like 
the entirety of the of the third act is just like bonkers and it's it's breakneck like it doesn't stop um i guess that like uh, moments that really made me laugh a lot were whenever the director came out like from nowhere and was like great action keep going keep going like <laughs> like they're in peril and he's just having like he's having the time of his life and he, he's getting exactly mm. what he wants out of it yeah um but i also do want to highlight um uh the uh the woman who plays now uh mm-hmm. the wife um aka the makeup artist um she is awesome uh, and I love when she was demonstrating her, uh, self-defense, not just like when it, like in actuality, when she's like going on a rampage, um, <laughs> when she uses it, uh, like when they're trying to stop her, uh, <laughs> you hear her just go boom. Um, I think that got the biggest laugh out of me just because of how much they built up her self-defense classes yeah. and then, uh, the revelation that. Um, she gets so into her roles that one time she broke a guy's arm and when they're trying to stop her, uh, like the first time when you see it in the movie, I laughed because, uh, oh yeah, that's the self-defense that she was exhibiting and it's working on this zombie. But then, uh, she just uses it to, (laughs) to, to get out of, um, uh, to get out of a hold so she can, uh, like three times in a row, it takes two of them to stop her. It's so good. <laughs> and a sleeper hole. Yeah, I know. Basically, yeah, totally just knock her out, which is crazy. Yeah. The, I love the, um, you know, the fact that you say poem is what makes it work. <laughs> God, I, uh. yeah, I, I love it. But the one thing that doesn't quite like, that's the one thing the the fact that she has this trait that she gets so, involved in her roles that she like kind of like loses a rational thought and stuff like felt the most like unrealistic kind of fantasy sure. uh, writing. Um, but, but I loved it because yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. I think it's worth the joke. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. When the film kind of transitions from the zombie movie into her being a slasher chasing the girl, <laughs> um, I was like, well, this is weird. That's a, interesting change but when she's like running around and the zombies come out again and she just like jump kicks them oh my god i was just like what is going on here yeah and then the like on the back end you're just like oh okay she's (laughs) actually just kicking these poor people um no wonder they didn't get back up um yeah that was that was going to be the the part that uh that i wanted to highlight just because it's that whole sequence is so madcap and just her being like boom repeatedly and shaking people (laughs) off i have to say that um everybody who's in the movie is an exceptional actor yeah um Mm -hmm. because it takes some real acting chops for you to act like you are shitty at acting yeah like the kid with the glasses for example oh my god like like in the zombie movie he's perfect Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he's out of the zombie movie, like during the making of, he's just, he's just a, a an idiot. And like, in order to do both of those roles in the same movie, like that's such a, like that's, that's such talent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, 
I, uh, my, the, my backup favorite scene is actually with him when, uh, well, j- just when, uh, Manabu starts, it, it, he gets drunk and is in zombie makeup and starts puking on people. <laughs> oh my God. And first he, he pukes on the actress, which is set up earlier mm-hmm. because she's like, my production company wouldn't let me do that. I'm sorry. Uh, I, it, yeah, I'd, I'd like to do something like that, but they won't let it happen. So we can't do that. <laughs> uh, and then it just happens in the movie anyway because Manabu is drunk and uh, then he does it again on uh, the nerd kid uh, whose name I can't remember yeah and uh, he is just like they pull him out to try to put the zombie makeup and the false arm on him and he is just freaking out he's like what is this what is on my face what is this wipe me off please <laughs> and like that moment I was like laughing hysterically as he freaked out a thing that I remember uh, a sort of inconsistency that made sense to me later is that the the older man uh, that's the drunk guy zombie like is acting like a sort of like stumbling around zombie at first. And then there's like a few scenes where he's like wailing his arms around doing these sort of yeah, like he's martial arts moves. Poses. <laughs> and it's like I was like, whoa, what is he doing the first time I saw it? You know, and then and then you find out that he's basically like. Uh, unconscious during those like first scenes and then it's when he's finally kind of come to and he's <laughs> finally actually acting like a zombie that he's like waving his arms around like a madman which is hilarious yeah the director moving him around was super funny <laughs> super funny and yeah I, I i really have to wonder like i i didn't try to line them up are those shots the actual like shots from the the take i don't think so i i don't think so either because that seems like too much layering Mm -hmm. but like yeah uh a lot of those just like seeing what is actually going on like oh that is a very effective way to do that even (laughs) though it's like really dumb and goofy (laughs) yeah Uh, shall we dance Mm. Uh, uh, if this was remade for u.s audiences uh could well could it be remade and what would be different and who would you cast Alex, any thoughts? It'd have to be all unknowns again, I think. Um, I mean, maybe, because I feel like you'd have to get a hook, but I could definitely see an American remake of this hitting like the indie scene at Cannes or something like that. Uh, and because something like Shudder does exist, I can totally see the premise working out. Um, and, you know, stuff that's all all done in one take is such a huge deal. Like everybody was talking mm-hmm. about um, that third episode of True Detective when it came out or the hallway scene and Daredevil, right. you know, like anybody. Birdman. Yeah. Birdman is a great example. Anybody who is an armchair uh, film nerd uh, like goes gaga over that type of thing. And I think sort of uh, parody, you know, lampooning that a little bit um, would definitely draw some eyes and, you know, I, 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 this could 100% be remade here and, um, should, uh, but I also think that, um, people need to, uh, search out this one, uh, the original. Yeah. yeah I think yeah, I'd just be happy with a, a wider release of this one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, it's like most, uh, um, foreign remakes. It's like not necessary, but it's totally possible. Like, I think there's basically nothing in this that uh, wouldn't translate uh, to an American release. And and yeah, and like you said, a lot of people are a lot more film savvy uh, than they used to be. And so I think a lot of people would be into it. Um, 
um, uh, if they haven't seen this version. Yeah, my only real worry is that whoever financed this would spend a lot more money on it. Mm hmm. And maybe make the zombie part a little too good for what it should be. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I definitely think it can be remade. But yeah, the keeping keeping everything on uh, keeping everybody played by unknowns, I think, is uh, pretty key. Tangentially related, I just saw someone share an article that was like, "There's a Japanese version of Evil Dead coming out that had been like." Huh. filmed for years or something and came out a few years ago in Japan, but it's finally getting an American release. Um, and it was kind of like made independently and stuff. Yeah. I don't, I, that's all I know. Sorry, <laughs> but <laughs> have to investigate that. Yeah. So the Takeshi Shimura award, uh, who gave out, the, who gave the standout performance, uh, Alex, Everybody did a really great job. I just want yeah. to say that mm -hmm. right off the bat. Like, everybody just killed it. But my personal favorite was uh, Harumi Shuhama, who plays now. Um, I mean, who plays herself, who also plays now. Um, uh, as soon as she was giving, like, she was telling the ghost story and she um, dropped her voice to make it, like, the scary voice, I was like, oh, yeah, this is my favorite character. Yeah. Um, and uh, the more she kept going, like, I was like, yeah, she's the Shimmer Award for me. Uh, she's yeah, except with with a plum, please. Like uh, <laughs> every uh, yeah, I, I really loved watching her um, do everything that she was doing. It was it was really great. Yeah, Joey. Okay, so I have two uh, with a few different thoughts about it. I, the first of all, kind of my runner up, I guess, um, is that uh, the actress that plays the idol. Um, mm -hmm. that, um, yeah, it doesn't want to be thrown up on and stuff. Like I thought she had it in a really, as far as like being a character that plays like basically three different modes. Like she, I thought she was really impressive in the way that she was able to be this kind of like, um, charming, untouchable idol at first who was like, um, you know, would sort of be sweet and say, oh, can you please make sure that this doesn't happen or whatever? And then once they say yes, she's like, OK, thank you. And then, you know, just kind of like zips mm. off somewhere else. Uh, uh, but like um, and then and then she plays a sort of like bad actress, um, an OK actress, but like, you know, isn't really fully getting into the role. And then you see her like kind of unraveling for real as she's being thrown up on and, yeah. and things are not going the way that uh, she should. And, and she really like kind of like loses it in a very like uh, visceral uh, level that I appreciated. So I thought she did a great job. Um, and then as that's uh, Yuzuki Akiyama. Okay. Yeah, she was great. Um, and then as for who I thought uh, right away, uh, similar to Alex uh, is now, um, I thought she was super great. Um, and it, but the, it sort of uh, bothered me because I've been having this thought for a while and uh, I'm going to just air it out on the podcast now. Uh, I think as far as Takashi Shimura Awards goes, uh, we have a few types that we like to give out to. And one is like 
really good kids uh, or kind of mascot characters, your babas or things, things like that, too. <laughs> uh, but also, I think we tend to really love like really kick ass boss ons, you know, like <laughs> really oh, yeah. cool, like older ladies who uh, do a great job or are yeah. really, you know, whatever, like kind of end up standing out. Because I think that, you know, that kind of type of character gives off a lot of warmth and also can kind of like swerve in a way that's really interesting. Uh, but, you know, but I had that same thought. Like, I was just like, yeah, she totally rules. She she steals the movie, like both on a meta level and like <laughs> in actuality. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so so uh, uh, she's so great. And and one thing that we haven't talked about is that part where she stands up confused real quick with the uh, <laughs> oh my God. axe on her head. And, and they have to just sort of scream until she realizes she should just lay back down. Uh, that was so funny. I like well, during that first bit, like the first part of the movie, I was like, oh, I guess because she got hit in the brain. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> you, yeah, that you, part I remember being very confused by. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that and the um, every time she was like, no, stop. And then he would and then he would stop being a zombie for like a second. Like <laughs> that bit. Oh, God, what a what a great like what a great movie. Um, yeah, the, the the girl who plays uh, Chinatsu, the idol. Um, another really great example of an actress who, um, can act like she's a shitty actor mm -hmm. and, and then ends up being just really good and really convincing. Like being able to turn that on and off is so like, without it making it seem super hokey, man, like that, that just, that's just great. Yeah. Especially the scene where both uh, like, probably the like best acting scene, I guess in the film is the opening of the zombie movie mm -hmm. when, uh, Takeyuki goes up to, uh, Aika and is like berating her for just being like your, your face is a lie or whatever and slapping the wall and like how intense he is. And, uh, which is like a little sad and depressing because, you know, part of that has to be him as a director, and like the, the, the character in the, the meta director level, well, yeah, totally. uh, just being they, frustrated with all these like young kids. Yeah. They comment that he's going off of the script. He's like improvising because yeah, at that point, because he is totally just being like <laughs> unleashing on these he's two. Just <laughs> yeah. And the fact that he's like, yeah, you've been talking back to me since the production started. And I'm like, oh my God, that, that, I mean, I remember distinctly that line and now it makes complete sense. Like he's just, <laughs> completely unloading on him and airing out his dirty lawn. Like it, it's so good. Ugh. Which Aika's uh, reaction to that. And they like, she almost doesn't take the, the fake tears. Cause I think she's on the verge of actually crying mm -hmm. at, at being berated like that. That's a very like, like sad moments. Mm -hmm. And she portrays it really well as being that character, even though she does the shitty acting later. Um, my, uh, my Takashi Shimura is, uh, definitely Harumi Shuhama just because like both that crazy jump kick axe rampage <laughs> yes. is great. She's really <laughs> cute and funny and everything else. Uh, I love her like being all coy about reading her husband's scripts when the daughter calls her out, but she's also like kind of excited to do it. Um, the, the cut to her as the, the makeup artist, mm -hmm. Where she introduces herself, she's like beaming. Um, but yeah, she's just 
like you said, uh, steals the movie uh, in every sense yeah. of the of the phrase. Um, yeah, definitely, it's unanimous. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I, I hope if you're listening, you you have watched it first because yeah, getting that fresh, per- getting that initial perspective on the zombie film and like seeing that raw without the knowledge of what's coming later that what's up with all those weird moments i think is really vital to appreciating this movie uh and not not necessarily appreciating but like those revelations are are rewarding to experience yourself yeah definitely um but I, yeah and i'm happy to report that it 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 only improves with repeat uh viewings but i think it is mm-hmm. you know you know not necessarily totally uh needed but like you get the most impact out of uh at least seeing it once uh totally uh uninformed <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. uh any final thoughts um yeah I, I also um i don't know that i would necessarily give him the shimmer award but i also just got a kick out of the um the sort of like cool guy actor who wanted to be uh you know a serious artist you know um but kind of had his limits <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was funny uh but yeah super super fun movie i think it um the first time i saw it i was fortunate to see it in a theater um i think it's a movie that would work well with or that does work well with crowds um i hope to maybe screen it for folks uh in the future too um but yeah it's a it's a really uh great fun and like emotionally satisfying movie uh, all around. Great. Alex, do you have anything? Yeah. Um, yeah, really great movie. Uh, everybody should watch it. <laughs> um, if you have listened to this podcast and haven't watched it, um, sorry, you're an idiot. Uh, um, Rude. Okay. Not an idiot, but like, what we have warned you done? You. Like, what have you done? You yeah. Warned. Yeah. Remember earlier when we said, turn this off and, and watch it. Well, guess what? Uh, now that you haven't, I'm braiding you. Uh, <laughs> that's your punishment. No, um, uh, God, uh, everybody's so good in this movie. Uh, who we really, who we haven't talked about are the producers. Um, the mm-hmm. cute little old lady. Oh uh, man, she has a very distinct face. She, like, right? She kind of creeped me out a, oh, little, man. a little bit. Yeah, and the, uh, yeah, and uh, the uh, other guy. I loved the part when speaking of that part that you said, Bethany was like, okay, this is going a little long. I like that. They commented that uh, on that uh, with the producers. But at that point, she's just like checking her phone and she's like, huh? And they're like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Yeah. I thought that was great. Like everything was called out. Like that's, that's what a perfect movie. Like that's, (laughs) that's so good. Um, I love how the other uh, producer was very into uh, all the improvising that was going on and everybody mm-hmm. else is horrified. Like it was, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was so interesting that like they chose this guy who has directed like, you know, a couple short things in order to direct this. Like I, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's almost like, Hey, we should give this guy a, a, his big break. And, and while he's, and they have like complete trust in him too. I thought that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, they do say at one point that every, like lots of other people had turned it down. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I love I mean, that his it, wife is like, you're too cowardly to turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Their rapport is really great. Um, well, like I, like I said, like Obiashi directing house, he had 
done a bunch of commercials and stuff and had that kind of journeyman reputation. Mm. And they were like, well, we just need somebody to crank out this, uh, crank out our own jaws. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> like that certainly went some places too. So, so um, do you think that this is some sort of an allegory for, for, uh, I don't for think it's, it's that intentional, but it may have been something on his mind, uh, when, uh, we scripted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's a if if anything, it's a very cool coincidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, there is a lot of talk in the movie about the difference between kind of art and commerce, you know, and and art and you know just sort of entertainment um, uh, in different degrees. Sometimes people are taking things uh, more seriously than it's probably necessary, and sometimes people. Uh, obviously don't care at all. And then the people with a little bit more passion are the ones who are like making it still get done, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. That's some of the pathos at the end of the movie when the producer is just like, just the crane's broken. Don't worry about it. Just like, just figure out a way to end it clean. And, and even though he has talked about how he's like, I am, I am, uh, what's, what's the phrase he says? Fast, cheap, and average. <laughs> yep. uh, even though that's like his business card or whatever, he, he, it hurts him to not have that like little piece of art that is the crane shot at the end. And his daughter finds a way and his daughter who obviously cares about the craft uh, a lot more, uh, figures out a way to make it happen. And that is a connection with them. Yeah. yeah I love that by the way that mm-hmm. like, I'm like, Oh, well, they obviously have to do the crane shot because we see it mm-hmm. like, but how like it's, uh, I, yeah, mm, it, what a rewatchable movie mm-hmm. too. It has one of my favorite like themes or tropes or whatever of like everyone coming together to make something happen. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, is just perfectly illustrated by human pyramid. You know, it's like, that's a perfect like visual for everyone, you know, just like climbing on top of each other to make one shot happen, you know? Uh, So cool. And I like how like happy and pleased they are at the end. Mm -hmm. Once they actually nail the shot, it's not like a look of relief. It's a look of joy that they made this thing happen. Yeah. Uh, So Joey, what do we have happening next month? Next month. Next episode. Uh, or yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, next episode, um, which, uh, yeah, yeah, we will be covering uh, the first Skabon Decca movie, um, a, t- a movie based off of a TV series, based off of a manga um, <laughs> that's from the 80s. So not uh, the, I don't know, late 90s or 2000 remake that you might see under the title Yo-Yo Girl Cop. That's not the right one. Neither is Sexy Yo-Yo Girl Cop, the pinky version. Uh, <laughs> Take the sexy out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just uh, Skabon um, the that uh, there is a DVD uh, pack uh, with the first uh, with, with the all the 80s movies together uh, that you should be able to find. Um, I'm not sure how super available it, it is, but um, and we're going to be joined by um, Dawn from the Anime Nostalgia podcast. Um which is cool. She actually uh, suggested that we cover this movie and we wanted to have her on. So we were like, yeah, let's, uh, why don't you come on and we can talk about this movie. So it should be fun. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I've only seen clips of the Skidon Deca movies, but it is something that is a hundred percent up my alley. (laughs) I know nothing, but I have seen Yo-Yo Girl Cop. Oh, 
Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember anything about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, All right. So uh, if you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter at Vriskachat, V-R-I-S-K-A-C-H-A-T, or my horror Twitter. I probably still haven't done anything with yet as of publishing this uh, podcast. You can find that at Lurks in Shadows. Nice. Uh, Alex, where can people find you? Uh, find me on Twitter at Dude Exclamation, also at Weeb Simpsons. That's my shit post account. You can listen to me every week on the One Piece podcast. You can listen to me on this podcast. Um, if you are a Patreon of the One Piece podcast, please listen to the monthly show that I do with Steve Yurko called Forced to Watch Four Kids, um, a exploration of every single episode of the Four Kids dub of One Piece. Um, check out twitch.tv slash super art fight. I'm occasionally doing live art stuff there every Saturday. Um, sometimes we do other, uh, you know, every other week we do streaming, uh, we stream video games. Um, as of this recording, we did, uh, we played fall guys on our PS4s and streamed, uh, streamed us kicking back and, <laughs> and, uh, being Twitch uh, performers. Is that what you call people on Twitch? <laughs> Twitchers? Um, Streamers. Tweakers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, check out some improv stuff that I am doing. Uh, as of this recording, there should be at least a couple episodes of these out. Um, go to uh, uh, Wit, uh, Wit DC's uh, YouTube page. That's the Washington Improv Theater. Uh, and check out um, Sequels from the Vault and And Scene. Both of those uh, are shows that I uh, am in and also produce. Uh, one of them, uh, and seen that is uh, live on Facebook on Washington Improv Theater's uh, page. Uh, the last uh, last Monday of the month, uh, yeah, last Monday of the month, and um, sequels from the vault is the first Monday, first or second Monday of the month. So, uh, so that's a lot of plugs. Uh, I yield my time. <laughs> <laughs> all right and uh, uh and you can find me at joey weiser on twitter and joey weiser comics on instagram uh instagram is a good spot to see uh a lot of my art i post new art and kind of cycle through old art if you want to uh see what i've done and twitter is a good spot to see me talking about japanese movies and and uh, anime and manga and whatever uh, i'm talking about as well as posting art um, please check out my graphic novels, the Merman graphic novel series, a five book series and Ghost Hog, a self-contained graphic novel. If, if you like the aspect of One Cut of the Dead, that's uh, sort of the trappings of a horror movie, but not actually scary. Uh, you might be into Ghost Hog, which is a ghost story that is not actually scary, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. more sweet than scary. And um, yeah, and, and how about this? Uh, on my website, tragic-planet.com, um, there's a link to a, sh- a store envy page, my shop, where you can buy my graphic novels, and I will uh, personally sign them and send them to you and usually try to throw in some extra goodies and mini comics and stuff I've got sitting around, too. So, um, yeah, yeah, do that uh, if you get a chance, or you can buy them digitally or off of your uh, favorite bookseller to buy from. Um, and as for the podcast, you can... Uh, follow Toho Yaro on Twitter at Toho Yaro. You can like us on Facebook uh, and message us there if you uh, don't have Twitter. Uh, but on Twitter, you can tweet at us. Let us know um, what you think about the episodes, uh, movies you'd like us to cover, guests you'd like to, us to have on. Uh, you can email us. Um, 
tohoyaro at gmail.com. And, um, and, uh, and yes, and please rate, review, uh, and subscribe to the podcast because uh, we really appreciate it. And check us out next time for Skabon Deca. Oh, 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 oh,